Hello, I'm attorney Stephen R. Golden of Stephen R. Golden and Associates. Our firm is a full-service law firm dedicated to the middle class and businesses. We excel in areas of business and real estate, law, and litigation. Our firm can also reduce your debt through negotiation or bankruptcy. Our attorneys have experience in wills, trusts, and probate, helping you to maintain your family's wealth and pass it on to your loved ones without taxes. For a free consultation, give us a call at 626-228-2710. That's 626-228-2710. 626-228-2710. Time to dive into another hour of Living by the Word, and it is sponsored by the Friends of Living by the Word Ministries on 99.5 KKLA. Living by the Word does not necessarily reflect the views of KKLA staff, management, or sponsors. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. Again, my name is Daryl E.C.D. Fulton with my radio Bible Information Brokers team, Brian Allen and Professor Craig Hawkins. Brian, the birthday boy, just showed me some interesting things he was doing for his uh, birthday week. Uh, And uh, the boy got some adventurous about himself. Zip lining. He wants me to tell you what he was doing. He was zip lining across, I don't know, it was Catalina or some mountains. It was very interesting. So I'm just giving you a little insight to we not only answer Bible questions, but we take adventures in the high heavens, as it were. What? Did I just hear somebody say that's the closest Brian going to get to heaven? I don't think that's nice, whoever said that. I don't think that was. Oh, no one said that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just make it a day. I, I thought I heard that. Anyway, so Brian was, had an opportunity to do that. And so. When you get a chance, you might want to send a little email. You know, happy birthday to the August guys. We got two of our guys that's in August. I had too many birthdays. You don't have to worry about mine. I have I have more than enough of them in the past years. So we're going to get back to these phone calls momentarily. We, we have saw some calls that dropped off, and I do have your questions. And if, go ahead and give us a call back if you so desire. But, folks, if you want to participate in the calls, you can simply dial one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight. 2557 or go to our website send us email questions and by sending us an email if you don't have email i see that some people don't have email uh we're going to get together and have um all kind of sound effects uh we're going to have like um twitter we're going to have <laughs> the live radio look we have so much fun folks sometimes when we have this little extra sounds live radio we can't tell you what those sounds are Oh, yes, we can, but we won't. You heard that little refreshing sound? Well, that's what you call a soda can opening. But anyway, listen, folks, you can call us, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. 528 with your open, honest question. We want to give you a biblical response. Email us. Go to our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com. BibleInfoBrokers.com. Send us an email question, and also you can send us a Facebook question by navigating from our website to our Facebook page. And if you want to make comments, feel free to do so there. We deal with questions and answers on the broadcast. We're interested, always interested in what you have to say about the broadcast, the program, and, you know, we have very thick skin. But any criticisms, direct those to Daryl. Absolutely, direct them to me, so I will pass them on to the guys who they're directed to. (laughs) But direct them to me for reading. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to go back to the phone calls here. Let's take Michael. I asked Michael to call back last week. He called in and didn't get a chance to get on. But, Michael, thanks for, from Simi Valley, thanks for holding on and calling back, brother. Appreciate you. All right, Michael, you there? Yes. All right, good. Now, don't, so, don't, don't have me put you on hold now because you called last week. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to call I, back. But thanks you know, for calling back. This is actually my third week. Oh, but, in a uh, row, man. Yeah I, you, yeah, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And we thank I you for calling back, guys, Mike. 
Yeah, for a long time. And happy birthday. Jesus ever birthday it is. That, that's Brian. We want to make sure whoever. Brian, the yeah. 6-0 club. Yeah. Oh, oh, and and somebody's not too far behind now. Somebody's not too far behind. Hey, is that your walker I hit in this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. He's on one now. See what you started, Michael? <laughs> Sorry, that was... Andy, why are you laughing? <laughs> Did you hear the bus backing up? <laughs> it was me, huh? Thank you. Our engineers were putting sound effects in there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Mike, what's your question for the night, brother? Okay, so, uh, you know, in Luke chapter 2, mm-hmm. where it talks about Jesus was in the temple courts and talking with the, the uh, teachers, and, uh, it's, uh, and then so his parents, or rather Mary and Joseph, came back and said, you know, why have you treated us like this? We've been looking for you. Your father and I have been looking for you. And then Jesus said, uh, did you not know... Uh, I had to be about my father's business or in my father's house. So, so basically, he was saying right there that he was God's son, right? He knew he was God's son. And then recently uh, at church, our pastor uh, said um, that yeah, before Jesus was twelve years old, like he didn't know he was God's son. And I kind of I agree with that, you know. And uh, and uh, but uh, my friend Gloria, uh, she was saying. Uh, she doesn't agree with that. Like she, like she thinks that um, that Jesus knew that he was God's son uh, before he was twelve years old. You know, so so my question is, you know, do you guys, you know, do you guys believe that uh, that uh, before he was twelve years old that he, you know, that he didn't know, and then uh, and then and then maybe if you could say why not, you know, why don't you think that that uh, that he that he didn't know that. So well, a good question, um, Michael. First of all, the uh, I can't think of any passages before he was twelve where he, like he said, like he kind of knew he was he was uh, he was God. But I have to look at the passage uh, in the same book of Luke, uh, Luke chapter two where it says, for today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. That's my first point. Because there are people that say, you know, Jesus didn't become uh, the Savior or God until his baptism, which is totally false. Uh, he became, he was a Savior at birth. Uh, but at the same time, in Philippians, it talks about how Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. And so even at, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, uh, I, I think that a person would be cognitive to know having those attributes, okay, and being able to having to um, uh, uh, divide them. And, and I'm not saying, I'm saying he's 100% God, 100% man, but to know that he was God, I would think it could be possible for him to know that before uh, 12 years old. But I, I don't know any passages that says it distinctly, but... Um, just the fact that he was 100% man and 100% God, I believe there is a possibility he, he could know that. PCH, before you get into that, I, 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 I kind of understand what Brian and um, Michael are saying. I don't think that the passage that, um, that um, Michael's using is making reference as though that's like because they mentioned that he's 12 years old now that he knows he's the son of God as opposed to just stating he was having to be 12 years old when right. he's been so, out so, Good point. I, I would take a little bit different tack. So Brian's clearly correct that Christ is always uh, divine. He doesn't give up his deity. That's a false view, mm-hmm. a heretical view. He's fully, he's fully human. He's not a third human or what have you. It's completely, totally fully human and fully divine. So 
No doubt about that. We don't believe in adoptionism, which is the idea that he becomes the Messiah. Right. At his, actually, many would say at his, his baptism. Um, so that's not right either. I'm going to argue we don't know. Right. And people can speculate, but that's all it is. Because yep. you're asking, if I understand it correctly, when is he aware of who he is? Mm-hmm. Now, was he yeah. always aware, uh, even when he was in utero? Or is that sometime afterwards? I would argue it's a question it's fascinating to talk about, and I have no problem with people giving their opinions, but with all due respect, it's conjecture. We don't know. And it's it's related to a peeve of mine and that often, sometimes, unfortunately, pastor spends too much time speculating, trying to read between the lines right, right. when we should just read the lines. So I'm, I have no problem with you know your pastor or any other pastor saying, well, this is my view. Yes. But we, we just don't know because you're dealing with what's called the hypostatic union. You're dealing with the two natures of Christ and his divine, fully human, fully divine natures. And when is he aware of who he is? Or is he always aware? And by always, does that mean literally when he was first formed, when he's multiplying it, you know, from two, one, two, three, ten cells, whatever? Um, how does that work? Right. Uh, I don't know. I would argue the Bible doesn't tell us, and unless there's some just definitive passage, which I'm not aware of. Yeah, you can quote Hebrews about him growing in knowledge and obedience and whatnot, but that doesn't say he's growing in knowledge of who he was. Um, I would argue we just don't know, and best lectures will be given in heaven on that topic. So I, I will. I would argue it's an argument from silence, and therefore on this matter I will remain silent. And Daryl made a good point. You know, the Bible mentioned that you know he was in the synagogue at twelve, and he could have been in the synagogue at eight, at yeah. eight and or six years old doing the same thing, but they just didn't mention it in scripture. So. Uh, Michael, I hope, I hope that's helpful to you, Michael, because that's a it's a common thing that happens a lot of time. I think that what Craig alluded to about if we can just take what we do know and then exegete those things and get the stuff that, you know, a little bit more easier, as it were, then we don't have to deal with the speculation. It's always sensational when we well, do that. Yeah, we can move from what's called a descriptive analysis ah. to a pre or proscriptive and yeah. saying, well, this means this is, uh, entails this, and, and that may not be the case right. at all. It just simply describes, you know, what happened. Exactly. So Okay, Mike, yeah. thanks very much for the yeah, phone call. Yeah, great question. Brother. Sorry I had to wait Appreciate so long. It. Real. Yeah, no problem. Good thank patience, though. Good patience, brother. You yeah, thank you. You might make sixty, Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, Daryl, Paul, uh, we we got a, a email just real mm-hmm. quick. He just wanted to remind the audience if they could pray a uh, prayer for the country and guidance uh, for when we come together to help Texas in the aftermath yeah. of the storm, because that's pretty brutal going I've been, on. Yeah, I've there. been communicating with my family down there. I have family that just left uh, Houston uh, on their way to Dallas, and the other ones are still there. And uh, I'm waiting for them to text me and communicate with me what's going on out there with them individually. I mean, we've been through Katrina and all that stuff. And like I said, I missed it by one day and my family been through it. So I really appreciate not only the prayers of my family, but everyone out in uh, Texas. Like, uh, what was the gentleman name that emailed us? Paul? Was it Paul? Yeah, Paul. Okay, very good. Uh, people, you can call in with your open honest questions at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Go to our website at Bible Info Brokers, just like Paul did, and send us an email uh, question. And again, like Brian just did there, the fellow is important. Send us comments as well, but we'll deal with the questions more so than the comments. And then you can also, uh, look, folks, before we go on, I want to actually give you an opportunity to uh, participate in um, two giving aspects. One for this ministry to uh, make sure that we don't get behind in our taking care of our bills and everything like that. You know, 
we're doing well, we're, we're sort of caught up, but we want to stay that way. So, Brian, real quickly, and also Craig, if you can really uh, reemphasize the fact that where you're going and why, why it's necessary for folks to consider strongly supporting what you're doing, not because they're going to pay you anything, even though I think they should, but it's just the idea that they can help out and spreading the word of God all over the, uh, the place that's very much needed. Brian. Well, I'm going to let, let Craig go first, and okay. then he give the, sure, the payment you information afterwards. Very good. PCH, if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, exactly. So I'm going to be going, it's, uh, I've done it a number of times, going to India in the next uh, month, come a little over a month, just barely. And we'll be training pastors and Christian leaders. And That'd be good enough, but we don't just train pastors from and leaders from India, but they come from uh, come from Bangladesh, from Nepal, from Bhutan, from Myanmar or Burma, if you don't recognize that. And so it's an incredible opportunity. In the past week, we we paid their travel, we paid their way, their lodging, their food, uh, all that uh, room and board, if you will, um, to train them, to further equip them for ministry. Uh, it's very difficult. Some of these guys are from very rural areas. Some of them come from areas of millions and millions and millions, literally of people. As you know, of course, the population of India is well over a billion. Um, so at any rate, uh, we've been doing this for a number of years. And uh, by the God's grace, I'll be doing that again this year. Um, it's my turn to go this time. Um, but not just that, I'm also going to take a trip to another state in India, or uh, besides where I normally go. Actually, I go all over the place, but at any rate, I'm going to go to a state that's on the border with um, Myanmar. Myanmar. Uh, yeah, and um, and uh, we're going to be training pastors and Christian leaders, at least around ish 25, could be more actually, and uh, we pay, if you will, their lodging, their food, and whatnot. And so I'm asking people to join me to, uh, prayerfully. Uh, for this, for their safety, to get that they can get there, and and then for to raise the finances. So I think I'm we're looking at like eight hundred dollars is where mm. we are. Is what I'm trying to raise about eight hundred dollars now because some people have already donated. And those of you who have, thank you very much. And we we're talking about sowing and reaping earlier and investing in eternity. Well, I'm unabashedly going to say this is an opportunity. This is an incredible opportunity. Why? Because if, look, if I went knocking on doors, how many people do you think I'm really going to get to witness to with the language issues? But I go there and I train Christian leaders who are already doing ministry. Many of them speak five, as many as 10 languages. Uh, they fit in. I stand out like a sore thumb. I'm a white guy. I mean, what can I say? People stare at me like, well, what's that? Um, but these guys fit in and they're able to get in and out of these countries where some of these places I can't even get into there. I can go into Myanmar, but only certain parts and only so far where they have access to all kinds of areas that I don't have. The point is, this is a multiplication. This is an exponential growth. We train them. You help support me. We train them by God's grace and favor. And then they, in turn, uh, share a disciple um, involved in evangelism and the discipling of believers. Uh, this, folks, I mean, uh, I just don't know how else to say it. Uh, do you have a better opportunity? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's many great ministries. I'm not saying that. But this is an incredible, if not a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, it's certainly up there, uh, to impact a part of the world that the many places where the gospel has not even gone and or hasn't been there in years, sometimes hundreds of years. Myanmar is a pretty tough place. Look it up. Just go on the internet. Look it up. What it has to say about Myanmar? You tell me, okay? Mm. You think I'm exaggerating? You look it up. What it's like in that country, 
and uh, we have the opportunity. We already have access to these pastors and Christian leaders. I'm going there to train them, and I'm asking for your help and support financially and prayerfully. Again, about $800-ish right now, and any more we raise will we'll be left there. The money exactly. that comes in, and it gets, we leave it with them yeah. for, re- for materials, but it, it's going to pay for things like travel, for lodging, to rent a facility to train them in, and, and, and whatnot. And I need to get that done pretty soon because it's coming up in yes. uh, just a little over a month, and I need to have those funds uh, to pay for all that because we pay it. We don't charge for this, of course not. And we don't ask them to pay for anything. We do. Why? Because we get the privilege of investing. And I'm going to try to do some pictures on Facebook and some stuff this time. We've not done it in the past because sometimes it's a safety issue, their safety. Mm -hmm. And some of my guys have gotten in trouble. Some of these governments are really hostile to what we do. And they've actually come uh, after some people. So, look, we've had friends put in jail. Let's be blunt, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. People spend jail time for evangelizing. When's the last time you got put in jail for evangelizing? So that's why I don't know how else to say this. This is an incredible opportunity. People are risking their lives for the gospel. You could pitch in 25, 50 bucks, eh? You know, don't do Starbucks or something for a month or whatever. And take that money and invest in this. And But I, I'm going to try to post pictures, but I'm going to have to be uh, careful because yeah. uh, I'm not going to get somebody in trouble because so you can see pictures. Exactly. Um, but you just have to know if you, you've listened to us for any length of time, we've been here, I've been almost coming up on 20 years, mm-hmm. Daryl, a little longer, mm-hmm. but I've been here about 20 on this program. If you don't know us by now, well, I don't know what else to say. Um, But again, I'm going long-winded on this, but this is really important. You have a chance to be involved and to make this happen. And so I just really want to encourage you to pray about this. If nothing else, pray. If you don't have any funds, the Lord bless you. Pray pray for us. Uh, And if you do, you know, 25, 50 bucks, whatever it is you can do to support this, really appreciate that. I want to thank you in advance. And I want to share when we get back... uh, what we did and show you the people and uh, kind of where the place is, you'll get a feel for it. We can't give you the exactly. ex- exact specifics because I'm not going to get somebody in trouble. Right, right. You know what, our, our, our good friend Dan, just Brian, before you get the information, our good friend, I'm going to bring Dan up because it's a good segue. Dan, right into it, you're asking a question about the danger of the area that Craig's going. Uh, what is your question in uh, particular about that? Is it by where? Dan, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, real quickly, you was asking, I see that your question is in regard to what Craig was just talking about. Ask him your question real quick uh, as a segue, and I'm going to have Ryan get the information. Miranmar, uh, I wanted to ask about Miranmar. You, uh, he was I, just talking about that. Uh, recently on the border, there's a uh, area of conflict between Miranmar and China, I think it is, on the border there. They're fighting over a territory, and uh, I guess they're both at the, like at the gate, at the fence. You mm-hmm. got the army, the Chinese army on one side, Myanmar army on the other side, and it's an area of conflict. Are you going that far into it, Craig? Uh, it's in that area. Yeah. It's also going on in what's called Arunachal Pradesh, which is the very, very oh. northeast state. I've actually been there. You have to get a special travel permit to go into that area. And uh, uh, part of it is because they're radical fundamentalist uh, Hindus and they don't want anybody coming in there. That's part of it. The other part is there are these border skirmishes. Um, India would say, look, the border goes exactly here. China, <laughs> like they're doing in the South China Sea and otherwise, are disputing all over the place. And, and, and there are, are regular incursions. That is military coming in and out on both sides. 
and people getting killed. <laughs> They're Korea. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this isn't just going on because it's in the papers. Like this has been going on for a long time. Yes. Yes. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on in India that you'd never hear about because it's just not made doesn't make Western news. But yeah, this is a, a up in Arunachal Pradesh, and then in some parts. I'm not really going to be that close to that area. It's not that far from it. But uh, my problem is with will be with the with the Burmese government. Mm. Uh, they do not like people who do stuff like I do. And uh, in fact, you generally you have to get a visa in particular, and you have to come in through a certain entryway, and then you can only go certain places. And otherwise, they they greatly limit where you can go. And, and and in the past, they've pointed it out. It's not as bad as it used to be. It depends where you go, where they would watch you, and uh, you'd have to tell them literally everywhere you went and all that. I had that in Arunachal Pradesh. They wanted to know. They actually did come around and check up on me, where I went and who I talked to and what I did and whatnot. So th- there is a number of issues. Uh, so there are these border skirmishes. Uh, many of these nations uh, in Southeast Asia are fighting each other many times. You just don't hear about it. India's not the only one, or China. Uh, but the other issue is there's all these tribal uh, insurrectionists. There's these tribes that fight and kill each other that you don't hear about. Then there are the, there are the Maoists. Uh, there are uh, communists, uh, the communist, uh, People's Communist Party in India who uh, don't want to belong to India. And uh, then there's this the issue of the caste system. Uh, there's like four or five things the reason they kill each other over there. It's not even just one. It's a great question, Dan. I really appreciate it. But there's a bunch of them. And so, anyways, one just needs to be wise what, where one is and what one's doing. And, and, and I would say, you know, my safety is generally a... Uh, pretty I'm not too worried about it it's but but the guys I deal with risk their they lives go back they got no, they back. try to yeah. kill a couple yeah. of them yeah. the couple of them, they've been in jail mm-hmm. for the gospel mm-hmm. no hype they, so some of the guys have actually they've tried to kill them one guy they tried to bury him alive several times mm-hmm. and other things so these are people who've counted the cost are counting the cost for Christ mm-hmm. Craig and how do you spell that where are you going M M Y M A N M A R. Myanmar, Myanmar. Uh, oh Burma, uh, be Burma, Burma, Burmese, but it's Myanmar. And so don't confuse that with the state Manipur. Manipur is a state up by Assam, up by Arunachal Pradesh, by Nagaland and Meghalaya. That's the northeastern, very northeastern section of India. It's actually above and right around Bangladesh. It's actually almost completely cut off from the rest of India. And, and a lot of them, they believe they didn't belong to India anyways. Anyway. And the, the British signed them over in, in 1948, and they said, you had no right to do that. So there's all these issues that one needs to be aware of. Well, there's a lot of, if you look it up on the internet, people look up look up terrorist organizations, guerrilla organizations, and you'll get a whole list of uh, in these areas. And a lot of them are, again, saying, we don't belong to India. So that's why everywhere you go, you see the, the, the soldiers are out with automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Common, that's just like, normal. That's place, normal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have uh, in parentheses Burma right underneath here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so the, the old name would be Burma. They have changed their flag like I don't know how many times and whatnot. The joke is, uh, it's kind of like uh, Thailand. The joke is they have uh, every five six years they have a. a, a a coup, whether they need one or not, just to, you know. GP, yeah. general principles. <laughs> and so it's it's being run by a military junta, uh, and uh, the guy who's prime minister, she's out of from house arrest, but she only has so much power. Mm. And there's regular persecution of people. Uh, there are minority groups of Muslims there who are regularly persecuted and oh, killed. Nice, you know, my my thing thank is, you, it, it thank be, you much, Dan. 
it, it'd be great if we don't have to talk about this next next week. It'd be yeah. great if we can just get it done tonight. Right, right. Get it done tonight. Uh, knock this eight hundred dollars out, and uh, and I know there's Christians out there that can do it. That so. would be great, but I tell you what, like I, I'm I'm in that always in that camp of. There's so much of God's money out there with those with, with us Christians. We just need to give, and then the more that we give, then the more they will be able for to care, care of needs like that. But Brian, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. We always do things when we want to keep it straight with the people. Oh, yeah. Let them know what we need. But you know what, folks? There's nothing wrong with doing like they did with the temple when they were rebuilding it to overgive. And then, uh, hey, we could we'll tell you to stop when we have too much. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, what they can do, they can go to the website and you can go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the link that says support and donate, and you can give that way. And just put a little note at the bottom saying that this is for the Professor Hawkins's uh, trip. And uh, then we know exactly. uh, if you want to give to Living by, the, um, Living by the Word for the Bible Information Brokers, you can do that as well. And uh, what we've had some people do, they, they would give a uh, gift and split it 50-50. You do that as well, or just all towards uh, Professor's trip or all towards the radio ministry. That's between it, you and the Lord. Uh, so just go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, click on the link, as I said, and it's done. Now, you may also want to mail in a check. Or a money order, cash your check, whatever the case might be. You can mail it to uh, LBTW slash BIB, P.O. Box 90477, 90477, Los Angeles, California, uh, 9009, 9009. Appreciate that, Brian. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can call in right now. We have like the last half of the broadcast, last quarter of the broadcast coming up. Call us at one triple eight LA Talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Eric, hang on there for a second. I'm going to go to a question that a person called in, gentlemen, earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me give also the 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 place where Brian just gave, which is our website. You can send us email questions and Facebook questions as well at Bible Info Brokers. But gentlemen, um, a gentleman by the name of Jay from El Segundo called earlier, and he was asking a question, Craig, about can you guys recommend or Brian, maybe you have a book that you're familiar with that you can recommend a resource about that talks about the disciples of Jesus and give a little bit more uh, information on the disciples of Jesus. You guys have any resources that you want to share with that, PCH? Wasn't that the name it, of a book? It, with the disciples? Because it, it was a guy that called in earlier. I write these questions down so it's not on the screen, but the guy called in earlier and was asking a question about it. Can we recommend uh, a resource or well, books? Well, I, I believe that? John MacArthur has a, a book uh, on the disciples, John MacArthur, mm -hmm. I believe so. Okay. And uh, Stuart uh, um, McBurney, Stuart McBurney wrote a book on the disciples. Okay. So there's two. I'm sure there's many, many more, but right. uh, those are only two that come to my mind, okay. to be Very honest. Good. Appreciate that. I hope that helps the guy out there, um, Jay, to call in earlier. Yes, yeah, Stuart McBurney. All right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, you listen to Bible Information Brokers, PCH, Professor Craig Hawkins, Brian Allen, myself, Daryl Easy D. Fulton. We want to get back to your questions, so we're going to go to our friend Eric in Glendale. And Eric saying thanks for holding on and calling in. Yeah, hi, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear, Eric. Thank you much. Okay, yes. So, um, I, you know, we hear a lot about saves and uh, the... Now, Eric, the, Eric, excuse me for one second, Eric. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you're on a speaker or if you can on a headpiece or what, but you're breaking up, and I'm getting, like, maybe two words and then a little break and two words and a break. Can you start all over again, please? Yeah, sure. There's a, a lot of teaching on the... Mm. For 
Okay, something's happening uh, telephonically with you, Eric. And let me say the question, and you can tell me if this is what it is. Are you asking about anti-Semitism in regards to the first thousand yeah. years? Okay. Yeah, so, so I wanted to get a, um, a good reference, a reliable reference on that. Okay. Craig, you got him on that. He's asking for references on the anti-Semitism in the first thousand years, I guess, of the, re, uh, the return of Christ, right? Uh, the last 2,000, yeah. What was I missed that? You said the last one now? Well, it's thousand. Yeah, thousand. I thought I heard too. Well, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of books that I could recommend. Uh, recommend. Um, now, this is, the first one isn't quite what you asked, but it, but but I'll get to two that specifically do deal with that. Um, but one is a book on the history of Israel uh, by Walter Kaiser. Uh, people want to study what we call the Old Testament. They would call the Tanakh. Walter Kaiser, K-A-I-S-E-R, was a great Old Testament scholar, wrote a phenomenal book on the history of Israel. And now this isn't anti-Semitism specifically, but it's about the history of, 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 of the Jewish people. But specifically on what you're asking, two books that come to mind um, that I think would, are very good and very helpful and reliable one of them is by historian Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson wrote a book called A History of the Jews. A History of the Jews, and a big part of this deals with anti-Semitism. A History of the Jews by Paul Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, just like it sounds. Uh, Paul Johnson's written a number of books, and he's, oh, on the whole, a very good uh, scholar. And so I overall re highly recommend his works. <clears throat> so Paul Johnson. The other one is by Dennis Prager. Uh, co-author with another individual I don't recall, Dennis Prager. He also has a book, I think it's called Why the Jews, Why the Jews by Dennis Prager and another individual. Same thing. And, and again, Johnson's book clearly deals with history and does Prager's. And, and, and it's, man, anti-Semitism is alive and well, unfortunately, today. There are so many sectors of the populace in America or otherwise that are very hostile to our Jewish friends. And so those are two works. Again, one by Dennis Prager, um, Why the Jews, and the other one by Paul Johnson, A History of the Jews. I, I hope that helps. Sorry, uh, Eric, we're having a hard time uh, hearing your, your call. Eric, thank you very much for that phone call, brother. I hope that's helpful. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, just like Eric, you can call in, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. 528 What's your questions? We want to give you the biblical response. Now, there was someone, Craig, earlier, but we're not going to deal with this question just yet until towards the end of the broadcast. I think we'll cut out a, a little bit of time to give a, a couple of uh, highlights on it. But he was asking about predestination. We get asked that question quite a bit, but we're not going to get into it right now. But we're going to go right now to Tom. Uh, in Costa Mesa, but Tom, just before I bring you up, let me give the number again in the email address where you can call in and send email questions. One triple eight LA Talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Join us live, or go to our website right now. We can receive your email or Facebook question live as well by going to BibleInfoBrokers.com. BibleInfoBrokers.com. So just a question. Thanks, Daryl. Just a question. Sorry to step on you there. That's no problem. So was it predestined for us not to deal with that question? Yet? Absolutely. Okay. I, I determined that once I heard it was predestined. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, you, when you become 60, you won't have those sharp things, right, Brian? Uh, Tom in Costa Mesa, thanks a lot for calling in. <laughs> Don't be picking on the birthday no, no, boy. No, Come on, man. man. That's my oh, man. He joined the club, baby. Yes, 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 hey, but he's zip looking. Oh, I'm just a pup. I, I can't relate to you older hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're hanging in. The Lord give you one more year, we'll be on you next year. Hey, Tom from Coastal Major Mason. Major time. 
Tom, so, sorry for these guys. You'll, you'll, they, probably, they're forget, out of you'll probably forget. Not at all, bro. Not at all. I got to remember golf scores. So, you know, you, the golf scores are the toughest thing in life to remember, so I, that helps my memory. But, Tom, from Costa Mesa, thanks for holding on and calling in. Excuse us for talking over you, brother. No, I, I'm 64. And <laughs> my no, man. There's no difference. That's no, right. Tell him, Tom. Tell him what's up, baby. 484 is when you're in Christ, there's no difference. Well, yeah, that, that's true, too. But we're, t- but we're talking about practically there's Only some differences. Only people who are over 60 <laughs> say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. What's your question for the night, brother? Okay, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Uh, that was our preacher, uh, the preacher's sermon today, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of interested about, I just, the un- what is the they're not talking about the literal mind of Christ. Paul isn't talking about that, right? I mean, we have the Holy Spirit, and without that, we don't. We don't we're not. We, we can't acquire the wisdom of God. And a little bit before that, verse thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and all that. But when he says, "But we have the mind of Christ," what, what what's he saying? You know, before before Professor and Brian tackle that, or even I get into it, let me ask you this question: When your when your preacher was preaching it to you, and he was teaching you in in, in, in uh, either class or in church today, what did what did you get from what he said? It is did, did you get the answer uh, leaning one way or the other? What is the mind of Christ? Like when you know they said, "Let this mind be in you." Sound, he seemed to make it sound like we can become like. Um, to have that literal mind of Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what you're saying. Because and I, I kind of got confused. Okay. Because uh, he didn't talk much about the Spirit of Christ, which was what the the previous verses were talking about. And okay. It to be more of a works kind of. Uh, it, then he turned it into, if you love the Lord like God with all your heart and mind, and then you love your neighbor. It, okay. it went to that direction, which okay. to me has. It's a totally different. Tom, let me let me say this. Notwithstanding whatever our answer is to you, uh-huh. I would ask, and I strongly uh, just uh, just uh, almost to the point of ad- admonishment, to always write down the things that you have a question about and give your preacher and your teachers an opportunity to answer it more fully themselves. But okay. we do appreciate the phone call, and we're going to deal with the question as well. But notwithstanding our answer, still give him an opportunity to expound on it okay. by writing a note, email, however you guys communicate with your pastor there. All right. PCH or Brian? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is a phenomenal passage. Uh, of course, we're referring, if we haven't mentioned it yet specifically, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, from the NIV. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but by the words taught by the Spirit, yeah. expressing spiritual truths and spiritual words. The word is pneumatikos, is for spiritual, from pneuma, for spirit. And it's referring to the to the Spirit. The man without the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, I would say, verse 14, does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man, now notice the spiritual man, this doesn't mean somebody without a body. This doesn't mean an incorporeal no. human being. This means Born a person who's dominated by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So a person who's dominated, whose thinking is done through the lens or the filter or the priority or the perspective or focus of the spirit um, judge, makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Mind's used here in an idiomatic sense. It doesn't literally mean organically we have the brain of God. Can I say it that way? You know, God's yeah, brain, if you will. But by mind, we mean his attitude, his perspective, his view, right. his his analysis, his perspective on things. And so it's it's the generic words. There are about a dozen words for mind. This is the most generic word, noose, N-O-U-S, transliterated, noose. And so it's literally, and humanly speaking, it would literally refer to a person's mind, but also, again, how they think, uh, their worldview, if you will, what their view is on ethics or, or reality, uh, you know, what does it mean to be human? And so this is an idiomatic phrase. It's an idiom. Just like if we say in English, that guy's off the wall. We don't mean he literally just walked off the wall, unless you just saw Spider-Man, I guess. Uh, but seriously, you know, it's we mean that guy's views are out there or off. off. But here, these views are spot on because they are, they are directed by the Spirit. And so now you're right. So there's this change back and forth, but, but it's because they're the same thing. That is, they're not the same person, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is, so the Spirit is sharing the things of God. We're told in John 14, 15, and 16, he's going to do that, right? And elsewhere, Romans 8. So he shares God's perspective. He gives us Christ's thinking, indeed the Father's thinking on all matters. He communicates that to us. Why? Because in 1 John, we're told, right, he's a spirit of truth. He only conveys truth. And so, in that sense, we could use these terms interchangeably, the right. mind of Christ, the teachings of the Spirit, the, the, the Word of God, uh, the, the, you know. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God of the Father. Yeah, they're all the same, and it means, so, just one last time for all of us, Tom. So, it would be the mind of Christ is, what's God's perspective on this? We could bring up any issue, let's say race relationships right now, uh, which are so volatile in America and elsewhere. We'd say, so what is God's perspective? And and you can say that is the Spirit's perspective or the mind of Christ. Okay, I got it. Very good. And I'm going to offer $100 so you can... When I heard it last week, I was really excited. I'm like going, I'm going to. I'm going to send something. So like, part of me is going. You know what, Tom? And I, I, need, I need to need the address and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Give me that. We'll give you just a moment. I'm really excited, and it's just like, I wish I was going, but, but uh, yeah. part of me is going, but it's not going, but I'm going to hear about it, and exactly, I'm all but for you, you, and I'm praying for you, and I love it, and it's just awesome. Just what you're doing is just like, out of, nobody else is doing this. Well, and, yeah, know, I can't we can say nobody, but and talk about God and and help people here, which we need, which yeah. I don't do enough. Yeah, but, what uh, you're doing is just something. You're like going to the moon or something. It's just really right. cool. So I go. I want to go. Well, <laughs> thanks, and and I want to say this. No, but in one sense, you literally are, are really going. I you're yeah. going in spirit, and, and let me tell you something. Uh, Why well, well, I want to share not some pictures, but some videos, is because when you hear these guys and how thankful they are. Uh, it breaks your heart when you hear how thankful these guys are. These guys, many of them live in poverty. I'll show you some pictures of their houses and quotes, and you're like, they live in these things? This isn't part of the dump, um, you know, where some of them live. And, and you see how grateful they are for everything they get. It, it just, it'll bless your heart even more. So you are going with me. You're literally making it possible. And and we're doing this together in a partnership. So, Tom, thank you so much. God bless you, Tom. Appreciate Thanks, Tom. you. And, all right, don't forget about your, uh, your that question to the pastor, too. Okay, brother? Thank you, guys. All right, God bless. And Brian, the address where, where Tom can yeah, send uh, that? Yeah, Tom, you can uh, uh, make your check or money or out to lbtw slash bib, lbtw slash bib, and the P.O. Box is 90477, P.O. Box 90477, 
That's in Los Angeles, and the zip code is 90009. And if you want to give just via the Internet, just go right to BibleInfoBrokers.com. Can you do it now? Uh, yeah, you do right now. Okay. Support and donate, and uh, we're there. And you just put in the amount and and put a little note at the bottom. Put for uh, for Craig's trip, then you'll be fine. And Brian, sorry, just one more time, just in case Tom had to go run and get a pen or has a pen like mine or something. It doesn't uh, right. Where he can do that. <laughs> right. So just the boy needs a pen. <laughs> Look at that little junior. What is that? The piece of a pen, Craig? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Well, we ought to have a camera in the studio. This is too much. This is too much fun. (laughs) But, Brian, once again, please give the address. Yeah, it's uh, P.O. Box 90477-90477, Los Angeles, California, 9009-90009. Or if you want to just give right through the Internet, just go to BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the link that says Support This Ministry. And... uh, that's it. And again, I, you know, I mean, the body of Christ, we should have this done tonight, really, with, you know, raindrops make the storm. Right. 25 here, 50 here, 100 here, just from a few people. And then we don't have to talk about it next week, you know? So. But we, I'm still, I still want to talk about it, Byron, from the standpoint of what you're saying. I totally agree with you. It's almost, look, I, I'm, one, I'm just a little bit different. I'm older than these guys, and I don't, I don't think I'm getting impatient. I'm yeah, just simply saying. Um, that's great. Uh, keep living. I'm not getting impatient with uh, the body of Christ, but I've always said it that we don't give properly. And if we did, if people just gave, like they even said, I would say 5% of whatever they, the Lord has put in their hands, the church as a whole, most ministries as a whole, and I've been involved with ministry and the financial side and everything for a long time, folks. Uh, the, the old adage is true. If you never heard it, let me tell you what it is. 15% of the people give about 90, 85 to 90% of all the giving and about the same amount of people do the majority of the work as well in ministry. So folks, just like Tom was saying, he wish he can go, he all jazzed up. And Craig properly told him he is vicariously going, not only through the spirit, but through the practical means of participating, sending a soldier to war, just like we pay our soldiers to go to war, well, you're paying our soldier, Professor Craig Hawkins, to go to the war that's right there in a heavy conflict, as he told you. So this is spiritual warfare that is going to have eternal consequences. One triple eight LA Talks is number. My name is Daryl Easy Fulton with PCH Professor Craig Hawkins, Brian Allen. We're here for the next about fifteen minutes to answer your Bible questions, all your questions about life, and we want to give you the biblical perspective. So, give us a call at one triple eight LA Talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Brian, you're breathing as though you want to say something. You're just old and you're breathing like that now. Ha ha ha. Go ahead. Yo, what, what's that? Uh, we, we we hit the mark. <laughs> all right. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we folks, did. so praise. Well, look, folks, we hit the mark, but don't stop giving because the more that you give, it can be left there. We're gonna give a report exactly next week yeah, yeah. on how much we got. It every all week. goes there. It yeah. all goes there, it's folks. Not, it, it, first of all, there's just the issue of designated funds, which exactly. is just moral and legally the way to do it. Exactly, exactly. The funds must go where they where they belong, and also you have our word. That's Amen. where we we'll do this. And I, I, I'm just sorry, guys, quickly. I've not been on Facebook, and the reason is is because uh, people will want me to answer questions, <laughs> and I, I can't. 
can't even do it now. Um, But I'm going to open up an account on Facebook. And and one of the main reasons is I'm going to is because I want to post these pictures up so people can see them. Well, there's a lot of things, we, Craig, I think that Brian and I, we're going to be sharing with you Mm -hmm. when we can be done, even ministry-wise, as far as what we're doing here to get a lot of stuff done. I want our people to see our friend, Brother Mong, who does the yeoman's work in India. I want them to see Ranjit, who does a great work Mm -hmm. in India and into Myanmar and elsewhere. The guy speaks 10 languages. I want them to meet you know to this guy to Facebook. If you that, well, the yeah. thing is too, Craig. If that's the only reason, then you could put him on the Bible Information Brokers sure. website. Do it that way, and then unless you want to do other things on there, so no, I just want to post pictures up and then you well, do it on our website. We do it on, do it on our Facebook yeah. site. Cool. Brian, we'll get that together. We we just we'll do that in house, folks. Let's get back to the phone calls. Brian, you have another email for us? Anything? Uh, Double check that. Yeah, we I, ask people. I, no, no, no. I well, do. we'll go to Wayne right now in Pasadena, okay. and then we'll get back if there's any emails. And you can send those emails or Facebook questions by going to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Navigate to the uh, Facebook, or you can simply send an email by contact us right there. Wayne, Pasadena. Thanks for holding on, Wayne. Wayne, I don't well, want to hear. Oh, I don't want to hear me say the navigate word again. <laughs> so go ahead, turn on that radio for me, Wayne, and let's get into your question. Okay, my question is this, brother. Um, it says in, in, in uh, 1 Peter 4, it talks about from 7 to 11 about serving and you having gifts. And my question is this. I was serving in the church, you know, doing put my hand to the plow, mm-hmm. but there was so much uh, distraction from... It got to the point where it's like, oh, here comes somebody. So I didn't, I didn't feel like... Well, the question I want to ask is this: If you were to stop serving, does that stop your blessings from the Lord? If, if you were, if you're no longer serving the ministry you was, but you're not no more because it was too much conflict. Wow, that's, see, I'm going to tell you right now: for your particular situation, we're not going to do it any justice as far as personal, but if, in a general sense, we're going to give you some information on that because you know not only from you know what the Bible may say, but also what we may have experienced ourselves in ministry. Because I'll tell you one word that's not used enough when people are in churches, whether it's small or large. The quest, the answer that people are, the word is not used enough is no, I cannot. The word no is one word, or just no. And sometimes the other word that's not used enough is yes. Yeah. Well, Wayne, this is such a great question. Again, Daryl, thank you for mm-hmm. that. Because we can't do it justice, Wayne. We apologize. But we want to say a few things. And I just want to encourage your brother to get back in there in the saddle. Uh, it, conflict is, is the nature of ministry. We, nobody in their right mind enjoys it. Nobody wants it. But it's the nature of it. It's spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. There's an old saying where God builds the church, the devil builds the chapel right next door. Uh, he spends more time in church attendance than he does anywhere else. Why does he have to work over non-Christians? They're already his. He's working over the church. Let me give you some examples quickly. Jesus, one of his 12 is a traitor, right? Judas, even Jesus himself, one of his inner t- his 12 is a traitor. Look at the Apostle John. He, he, one of his nickname was uh, the disciple Jesus love, but also, uh, anyways, he's, he's the Apostle of love. That was his name because he loved people so much and concerned about was concerned about them as shepherding his heart. Look at look at second, third John. Diotrephes kicks him out, won't even let him in the church, the fellowship there. This is an apostle. This is the apostle of love. And this guy wants to be have the preeminence and won't even let John, you know, into the building, into the fellowship and to speak. And John has to rebuke him and draw attention to him. You know, th- this guy who's just, John's just as, as nice as you're gonna meet. The apostle Paul, 
arguably the greatest of the apostles, he's got headaches from all over the place. He's got all these false teachers. He's got uh, Hymenaeus, Philetus, and all these guys who's fighting. Alexander the coppersmith did me much injury. You know, all these people uh, selling him out, uh, not helping him, not supporting him, um, bad-mouthing him. Look at the church of Corinth. You know, he plants this church, and what are they doing? They're, they're dissing him uh, because of these great speakers. Well, I got a pastor. I got a professor. So basically, what, we do, what I do, I do to the Lord. Yeah, yes, amen, yes, Wayne. Sir. You said it better than I did. Exactly. Yeah, not always, but often. Sometimes conflict, not always, but many times, it can actually say, look, I'm right in God's will. And unfortunately, a lot of the flack comes from believers or alleged believers. That's the nature of it. It's not just non-Christians. You expect that from. It's it's often Christians themselves that will be your greatest opponents. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. And man, you do it to the Lord. Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. One other thing, girl. You, I mean, yeah. Earlier you had said that. Uh, easy had said earlier you had said for twenty years you have been on the radio, but for eighteen guys, what you what did you mean by that? Statement? No, not 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 God at all. Not even little G. These guys, this old guy, sixty, and this young old guy at fifty nine, talking about my buddies, my my team. It wasn't God. It may have been just a slip. I talk fast. I'm something from the south. Oh and, God. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But thanks. Thanks All a right, lot for thanks God, for that bro. clarification. Thanks, brother. Wayne. Because <laughs> I certainly don't want to mistake you cats for a little G or a big G. Anyway, one triple eight LA talks. You know what? We're gonna take Tony's call. It's probably gonna be the last call of the day because I want to have you guys give an opportunity to do some pet peeves if we have time. Oh, we're gonna sing Happy Birthday to Brian. Mm, we won't. Not you and I, brother. I don't want to torture. I don't want to torture the listening audience with my voice. I did get a couple emails. I just say thank you guys for your for your uh, birthday wishes. That was nice. That was cool. Who said that? Uh, Sal's one of them, right? Oh, there, that so. sounds too nice. That's yeah, Sal. So, That's my guy there. Yeah. All right, let's go to Tony. Hey, brother Sal, love you. you know I do. Oh. In the way, uh, Tony from Burbank. Thanks for holding on and calling in. Hi guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. I mean, God bless you. Thank you for all that you that you do. And uh, <clears throat> I'll try and make this brief. It's just a, a, a kind of a kind of a soul question that I have. A few about about the beginning of the year, around January, or February, I was hearing a message from uh, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer, okay. and I think he was talking about Malachi three eleven where God is saying, test me, give me like a tenth, give me a tithe, and, and, I'll, and I'll open, the, I'll open the, uh, the, the, the doors, I'll open the windows, and, and just give, and like rain down on you. And I feel like I, I took that literally, and I feel like I was trying to do it. And then I, like around, you know, later on this year, like July, August, I feel like I'm kind of in the same kind of financial situation I you know I've, I've, I've really been trying to make sure that I that I give and that I'm and it's the first you know not I'm not paying my credit card bill first I'm not paying my rent first I'm making sure that I'm trying to, to give to God with the first time I see my paycheck or the first I work for tips the first time I see my tips and I, I, I realized a couple weeks ago that it's not really not really happening and I found myself what what made me really sad was I found myself angry at God I was like hey look I did what you said and I'm mm. here and I'm I'm still not 
I'm still not getting it. Tony, 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 only because the sake of time I got you on this. Let me just say this, notwithstanding what Kenny said, the reason why I say Kenny instead of Bishop Omer, not in disrespect to him, I just happen to have known him personally for many, many years and was involved in the ministry some years ago. And I remember when we were um, back in the, the Hoover days teaching on um, Corinthians, and Joe Corinthians was the, uh, the subject matter. The long story short of it is it's not a formula to, for you to get anything. Here's how I would suggest people to give uh, to the Lord. And you give it in, sort of in the way I was talking about earlier, and then Brian and Craig can chime in, is the idea, and here's what your, your, your serious idea should be. Since I'm assuming you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then if you are that person, then you are a steward, a steward that has to give an account. Imagine God auditing every single dime and penny that you have to deal with. So I'm one of those guys that are like, not a penny pincher because I'm tightwad, but I just like to count penny. I like things to add up. And so when they add up, that means that in, in one technical sense, you're doing it right. But here's how you give to the Lord. You give as a steward. You give generously. And as the Lord has prospered you. Now, when you, and then you give in a way that you're trusting him. So now if you just figure this way, I don't know what kind of money you have, but if you're giving just to get back, then I'm saying that's the wrong attitude. And so I'm going to let Brian and Craig chime in because it's only for the sake of time. Yeah, uh, boy, you know, the, the only thing you did wrong was to listen to the, uh, the teaching of, of, of that pastor. Anybody. And uh, first of all, Malachi, when you look at the book of Malachi, you know, you get Malachi 1.1 and basically, Mal you know, you got to, you know, Craig always says, how do you interpret scripture? The three rules, context, context, context. They're talking to the nation of Israel. That's who uh, God is talking to. And it really bothers me when uh, people use Malachi to, to try to prove that, uh, you know, you need to, uh, that you have to give to God uh, that way. Um, the, uh, if you look at tithing, it's out of the heart. It's not mandatory. You can go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7, 2 Corinthians 8, 12. Um, the one who was taught should give, which is Galatians 6, 6. And, um, you know, God does not need our money. But, yes, we need to give. We should be stewards. But it needs to be out of our hearts, okay, not out of a formula. The other thing, too, is um, uh, if, if we're going to go by Old Testament tithing, Okay, yes. Okay, let's say, all right, we, we're going by Malachi, and we're going by Old Testament tithing. Then the other thing we should do is we should give 23 and a third percent, all right, because the 10% went to the, uh, the Levites, another 10% went to the harvest, and then there was another 10% every, uh, every three years. That's 23 and a third. All right, let's say we're supposed to follow Malachi. Okay, now we need to give once a year. Because if we're going to follow the Old Testament way of giving, then let's do it 100%. Let's just not pick and choose. So, um, yeah, no, you're not robbing God. And uh, you need to give out of, like, like Daryl says, out of your heart, hilariously, uh, you know, just uh, of wanting to do it. Okay? So, anyway, on that note, uh, you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, well, the only thing you were doing wrong was following the advice of uh, the teachings of uh, was it Omer. So that's all I have to say on that. 
Tony, I hope that is helpful to you, brother, because, again, the bottom line is the relationship is between you and Christ. Yes, you have a responsibility to the body of Christ. I call it a responsibility because it is part of the body of Christ. But do not get the guilties. And listen, uh, if pray about it. And then, listen, if you still have questions about it, let's talk uh, next week because we are, on, we are coming up to a hard closing of the well, show. If you, if you can send me your email address, then I can send you a paper I did called Can a Christian Rob God? Yeah, for free. Yes. I, I may I may call back or send you yes. my email because yes. it, it's not I, I wasn't exactly like donating all of it to, to Bishop Olmer. Well, I, yeah. I don't know if there's no. some kind of fallout with Bishop Olmer. No, no. I've, I've been sparse, I've been sparsing it out. Um, it's just it, it it made me feel like. No, yeah. It's, no, the issue is the formula didn't work, and That's we'd love you to call back yes. and we can talk more about that. It's we the, got the formula wrong. is the issue. Yeah, only because we come into a heartbreak yeah. on the close of the show, Tony, give us a call back. And also send us the email, Brian, and send you that for free, that, um, that page. Okay, mm-hmm. brother? Thank you, sir. I understand. Thank you. Thank God you, brother. Bless. God bless. Thank- Gentlemen, five seconds. 60-year-old man, go for it. Um, you know, uh, what we opened the show with, you know, always being ready to give an answer with love and reference, you know, that's cute. for the hope that's in you, yes. you know, because it's so important. You young, young, young man, I'll give you 15 seconds. Okay, um, I'll call you somebody <laughs> that you won't like. I won't talk. I, I want to say I am so thankful for Brian and Daryl, yeah. of course, uh, Daryl and our brother Rob when he's there as well. But Brian, my dear friend, happy birthday yes, to you, you, man. Appreciate Seriously. That. You guys are a great blessing. I give them a lot of grief, and if they weren't here, I couldn't do that. So I would really miss out your blessing. Yeah. Really appreciate these guys, and again, especially happy birthday to Brian. Appreciate that. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Craig. Brian. Who am I, Brian? I'm Mama Grace and Big Daddy's baby boy. Same no, for Mama Roses, you're, you're young boy. No, 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 no. You're big baby. Watch it. You're Mama's saying, listen, big baby God boy. God bless you. We're out. We gotta go. We'll see you next week, Lord willing. Bye bye.